Welcome back to the Reading and Writing Podcast. My guest today is Sonali Dev, author of the new novel, The Vibrant Years. Author Christina Lauren wrote about the novel. I would give this book five stars for the concept alone. But it's Sonali Dev's trademark character depth and beautiful writing that really make The Vibrant Years shine. A gorgeous story of evolving female relationships and how love, hilarity, and the bonds between three generations of women help them thrive in even the fierce winds of change. Sonali, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Jeff. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Well, if someone listening hasn't yet heard about your new novel, The Vibrant Years, how would you describe the novel? Um. It is uh, the story of three generations of Indian American women on the dating scene at the same time. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it is. Um, it's it's the story of a sixty-five-year-old grandmother, um, a hot grandmother, <laughs> um, and a forty-seven-year-old uh, mom, and a twenty-seven-year-old uh, coding genius who is developing um, an app. Uh, a dating app, which she has uh, promised in a panic to her boss, and she's never dated. And so she recruits her single mom and grandma. And, uh, you know, they take this journey um, that is, you know, hilarious, in my opinion, because the modern dating scene is hilarious. And um, and so, yeah, and, and they, they happen to, um, you know, find themselves along the way. So really, that's what it's about. That's wonderful. Do you remember the original idea or impetus that led you to write The Vibrant Years? You know what? I think I might have just answered your question with that last, um, you know, that last question, because that was exactly it. Um, I, I just feel like what women are allowed to want and how they're allowed to want it in terms of relationships and how we're allowed to approach um, our own romantic lives has changed over the past couple decades like I think no one could have imagined. So my grandmother's romantic life, my mother's romantic life and mine, and I think every other woman would say this exact same thing, are are literally universes apart, right? And so here we suddenly have all of this available to us and yet, because of the journey we, as women, have had to make over generations, you know, we don't, we haven't kind of caught up with it in some ways, you know. So it's it's this this disconnect, right? Which which makes for um, which I think makes for great exploration. And I think that's what I was trying to figure out. And so this idea of three generations of, uh, you know, women on the dating scene at the same time simultaneously um, was was what was the first seed of the idea. But um, yeah, and <laughs> I mean, and of course, friends who are single and all the stories I've heard. How can you not put that in a book? What was your initial writing journey that led you to writing and getting your first novel published? So I have always written Um, I, you know, I'm not one of those writers who suddenly figured out that I enjoy writing in my adulthood. I think I wrote before I read. Mm -hmm. And so this has always been something that has been, um, you know, an intrinsic part of me. And I think the harder journey was 
was learning to believe that I could make a living from it, that I, you know, that other people might want to read um, this thing that I put my heart into. So that I think started when I was, um, you know, in my thirties, I was, I, I have a degree in architecture. I worked as a tech writer for many, many years and I always wrote, you know, it was part of my um, day-to-day life. I always wrote the way I started, but I never thought I would write fiction. And then um, I had my best friend in India is a movie producer. And she, um, you know, one of her films had won, um, won an award, you know, won several awards. It had done really well. So she was seeing a lot of uh, scripts coming in and was having a hard time finding something that she loved. And, you know, we were having just one of these conversations. And, and she said, you know what, you like to write. You should just write me a script. And I said, you know what, how hard can it be? I will. <laughs> and and famous last words <laughs> it is uh, as you know um how hard can it be is only something who someone who has never written a novel can say and but but that was it and i did uh, you know in a matter of i think like 2 or 3 months write her a script but that journey of creating characters um uh, you know birthing live people in that way and creating this world and getting lost in it to that level. I think that was for me um, an instant addiction. There was no getting out of it. And so then I also realized that um, that that really what I enjoyed was sinking deep into it, which is uh, which you do differently as a novelist and as a scriptwriter. And um and and the way that novelists do it was what really attracted me and which is to, you know, completely clothe it in words. And so then from that moment on I went um checked out every single craft book in my library, took um, creative writing classes <laughs> at the University of Chicago and just um, really went for it. And I think I wrote the end on my first finished novel, my first complete novel in um, in April of 20, 2010. Today, actually, amazingly, the day that we're doing the interview is the eight-year anniversary of my first novel coming out (laughs) so my first novel came out in 2014 but that journey between and I sold that in 2013 so I finished in 2010 and after that and I was literally in a place where I I I had no idea what happens after that and so I joined the Romance Writers of America uh, which back then used to be this amazing professional organization I went to a first meeting and said oh I have finished my novel what do what what do I do now and and they said, so have you started querying yet? And I was at a place where I said, what's a query? And so that's where we started. And, <laughs> you know, it, and, and many a slip um, between that and many a revision. Uh, and by many a revision, I mean about 500 <laughs> rewrites on that book. Um, and, and a lot of roadblocks in terms of we don't know where we're going to shelf this. Can you change uh you know, those protagonists do not be Indian and, you know, all sorts of stuff that the, the, the world was not what it is today in, in terms of media, definitely in terms of publishing. And, um, and we've come, you know, quite a ways, but um, that, that was essentially the journey until I pitched it at a conference directly to my, um, to my editor. Um, and I had an offer, I think, within a week of when I sent him the full book. Wow, that's great. What has the reception been? Um, obviously, I, I, I know that you are a USA Today bestselling writer. What has the reception been to uh, novels reflecting your um, Indian-American experience? 
So it's been a journey, right? In uh, back in 2014, mm-hmm. when my first book came out, um, there was, you know, it it was, if not the first, one of the first contemporary romance novels uh, with both Indian characters in print, and so. It, you know, there was there was a lot of confusion in terms of what to do with it. And so it was uh, it, it seemed back then like women's fiction was more a space where people might be open to it. And so it was sold somewhere between those two lines. So we've had a lot of like trying to fit it in. But a Bollywood affair is your classic rom-com. It is um, like this over the top, uh, funny, ultra romantic um Bollywood film in a book and um with that you know there's there's layers of social issues and you know it's a child bride's journey from having absolutely no agency to to you know growing into herself so it was this um it's this very complicated book um in terms of what it was trying to say so it did really um have once people and i had a lot of really successful authors uh, in the genre support it and i think that it it really changed how people saw uh, you know the foreignness of characters in a book because it was amazing how many readers would come to me and say oh my gosh i could relate to milly so much and you know for me it it was a little surprising to hear that because you know milly's not a vampire you know she's a She's a girl, and the surprise at um, you know at relating to her was kind of a precursor to the the, the eight years that that would follow. But um, but it has um, you know I have a very solid, very dedicated um, base of readers on a daily basis. You know I hear everything from um, other South Asian women who you know and men actually um, who who will come to me with you know, with absolute joy and emotion for seeing themselves in a book, doing very normal things, including, you know, having um, re- ha- having physical relationships, which they've never seen in, in what they call such, you know, a normal way on paper. And so, so you know, every little piece of, or, or relationships with their parents, all of that, you know, culturally specific stuff that they, that people um, th- that there's something about seeing, you know, on in your stories, seeing yourself in your stories in that way. So I get that, and I get you know the usual, the the, the absolute human universal journeys. And so I think, I mean, I would say um, it, it's been an amazing journey, and um, I, I feel like I pick up readers every day, and I feel like I'm standing at this precipice, uh, you know, where um, where even more readers are going to reach it day by day. And so it's been great. And I'm very grateful. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That's wonderful. Well, I, I know that your latest novel, The Vibrant Years, is the first book released under Mindy Kaling's new publishing imprint, Mindy's Book Studio. How was it working with Mindy and her publishing team on this novel? 
So it is, you know, I mean, to call it anything but a dream come true would be an utter <laughs> lie. And I'm not quite, um, um, you know, as uh, <laughs> immodest as that. So, um, I mean, when you think about Mindy's journey over, I think, over 20 years, what we've seen is she's she's been one of the spearheads for changing the entire experience for diverse creators, right, in this space. And, um, and, and that's one piece of it. The other piece of it is that personally for me, what I find funny and poignant in stories, she epitomizes that. So, so, you know, to say that I have admired her is, is an understatement because that's the exact <laughs> way in which I want to make people laugh. That's the exact way in which I want to make people feel things right so she has she was such um an inspiration in that way and and such a the quirk was something that made me feel very normal so to have her be the particular uh you know voice or ce- celebrity to pick uh, pick my book up there's something more special than that you know more special than just thinking oh wow Mindy has reached and so many people are going to find it. But it was it was <laughs> the specific uh, fact that this was a person whose writing I admired so very much. So it's been, um, you know, just a dream. And, um, you know, j- just the way that this particular and, and such a su- such a demonstration of what we say, right, which is to to do the work. And then whether or not the work will land up in the right place at the right time is outside your hands, right? But but it can never mm-hmm. ha- land up in the right hands if you've not done the work. And so there there was that that magic where this particular book, um, you know, was is it's the first time that I have written such overt uh, comedy and and such a uh, you know specific a woman's journey. I say that this book is everything I've ever wanted to say about being a woman, you know, at every age that I've been and how the, you know, what, who I want to be uh, when I'm, when I grow up. And so uh, to have that particular <laughs> book um, ready and in place when Mindy was starting this thing, it's, it's just a miracle. And it's, it's been amazing. That's great. What is your writing process when you're working on a novel? Are you someone who does extensive outlining or do you just have like an idea of of the three generations dating and just dive into the narrative? So I think I am somewhere in the middle. Uh, If I outline at scene level or if I outline every detail of the book, I can't write because there's no discovery in it for me. Um, my so so what I need to know though uh, when I start out is the story. When I say that, I I mean I I really have to know my characters well, especially in terms of um, their discomfort. So I always think of any story in any genre as being um, you know a character who is uncomfortable with a situation. And then the journey of them finding a way to either change the situation, change themselves or die trying. I think there is no other story arc. Like that is literally every story. <laughs> and uh, so so those are the things I have to know. I have to know who these characters are, what is causing them discomfort and, um, you know, and where I want them to end up in terms of the texture of their emotions and how the change has happened. So I, I do need to know that. And along the way, I kind of need to know the big moments when those shifts will happen. But if I start to get 
um, you know, more detailed in terms of where they're standing and what they're saying, um, you know, and those details completely stop me. They will, they, they stymie me. Instead, what I need to know is that in this scene, this is the emotional journey that they're going to have to make, or this is the destruction that's going to happen. And then that the rest of the scene in terms of dialogue and detail happens on the page as I'm writing. Have you started working on a new oh, novel? Oh, yeah. I'm in revisions. <laughs> <laughs> so I am, yes. And so as as we, and this happens every single, this is going, you know, The Vibrant Tears is my ninth novel. And every time right. we are, uh, you know, uh, we're, we're promoting uh, the novel, you know, the current novel, our head is already deep, deep into the next one. And you right, have to right. make that, um, you know, that switch. And so, yes, I'm in, uh, you know, my revisions are due in a few days. So I'm very much in revision panic right now and in deadline hell. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Well, what uh, what writing advice would you offer for those who are working on their own stories or novels? I think the the, the first thing is to always um, you have to finish the book right which means you have to mm -hmm. write if I had a penny for every person I know who has said to me oh I'm going to write a novel someday or you know I have a novel in the works or I want to be a writer uh, I'd be you know quite rich <laughs> but but I think the first thing to do because it is terrifying putting your story out on paper especially if you know that other people are going to look at it, is literally like stepping into your front yard naked, right? I mean, you, you that, that um, <laughs> it takes a, either a lot of courage or a lot of delusion, uh, you know, um, or just a really great love for your body. So a story, I think, <laughs> is exactly that. It's going to be terrifying, but it doesn't write itself. So first, you have to sit down and finish it. And everything is fixable. You know, I'm a complete reviser. And I think trusting the the fact that I can fix anything, and there has to be something for me to then mold into magic, that it, that intrinsic belief is really that, that I think has let me write exactly the kind of books I want. Because the first uh, draft is always um, nonsense. Um, I it's and I vomit my first drafts out really fast, so it's I literally call it a vomit draft. <laughs> so, uh, so I think just getting over the fear of putting those pages in, uh, you know, on the page, those words on the page. I think that is the th that's the greatest lesson is to get over the fear. And uh, if if you're and and I mean, there's this whole other thing where you write afraid and that simply means no matter how many books you've written you write terrified because you know you're going to fail at this one like there is that but if you don't walk through that fear so I think managing your fear is a full-time job when you're a writer and you have to sit down and get over it that's interesting well what novels have you read recently that you enjoyed um I actually read uh, an early copy of the next Mindy Book Studio book and I was really blown away. Um, you know, those moments when you think that m maybe it was an accident and, you know, my book wasn't picked up because, <laughs> it, because of how good it is. But after reading this one, I kind of was like, okay, wow, you know, this is really good because it is, it's a young adult um, time travel, um, 80s, you know, just 
it's such a romp that is everything. Like it, it crosses um, genres and themes and it's, it's really amazing. So I loved it. It's called I'll Stop the World, but it doesn't come out until April of 2023, I think. I also um, recently read Lessons in Chemistry and um, and I don't think I have felt emotions quite so deeply in a very long time and laughed <laughs> so much. I think voice-wise, uh, it is one of the most delightful books I've ever read. There is this, and it's a debut, but there is this mm-hmm. incredible confidence in voice. And um, and it is after a long time I've read a book that is, um, you know, omniscient. It, it, it goes from head to head to head to head. Randomly, including there's this amazing dog's POV, and it's just um, it is, and it's you know a scientist in the fifties, and again it's it's a woman's journey, but it is also the woman's journey, you know that we've that that we're all standing here today because that character had the life she had and she made the choices she made, and I think there's something very powerful um, about that. And of course, the humor is just incredible. Quirk and cynicism and snark, uh, you know, and just seeing the world in this absurd way. I think that's that's my reading gold. And uh, and so definitely Lessons in Chemistry was something I loved. That's wonderful. Well, where can people find you online if they want to learn more about you and your novels? I uh, have a website and it is sonalidev.com. And I am on Instagram a lot, oversharing my, uh, you know, big Indian American life. And um, it's um, so that I think is at sonali.dev. I'm also on Facebook and Twitter, and all of that is on my um, on my website. But I think Instagram is where I'm most present. And also, I have a newsletter, and if you sign up for it, you get a free recipe book. And I do this. Um, it's 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 this thing that I you know I send it out maybe once a month, but I do this thing called the three R's. So I send you a recipe, a recommendation, and a really bad joke because my family does really bad jokes <laughs> on the family group chat, and I feel like I should share the love. <laughs> That's wonderful. Well, again, we've been speaking with Sonali Dev, author of the new novel, The Vibrant Years. The novel is on sale now, so go buy a copy. And Sonali, thanks for doing this interview. Thank you so much, Jess. It was so much fun speaking with you. Wonderful. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.